It's good. It sucked. It's meh. Everyone has an opinion, but only I have the balls to tell you the truth as I see it. You want to know how good a movie really is? Well, sit back, kick your feet up, because you're about to witness a common man's review. Let's get this mother started out right as another past and present movie review episode begins now. cinematic history as a child i loved indiana jones i even (laughs) the temple of doom how he had the little pack carrying the rocks i actually used to have this little thing i used to strap on bare chested walking around the house thinking i was indiana jones at one point so i have a lot a lot a lot of love for indiana jones But now I'm just watching this and wondering, why won't they let this character die? What's up? It's your boy Enigma back with another past and present review episode. And today I'm going to talk about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Now, I wasn't interested in seeing this film um, because Harrison Ford is 80 years old and he is not the Indiana Jones that we knew. Now, I understand that Harrison Ford, he has a couple of iconic characters with Indiana Jones and Han Solo, but at least with Han Solo, it's a little more believable because he's not doing too much punching and stuff like that, swinging with the whip and all that type of stuff. You know, with Indiana Jones, the technology and everything, trust me, it is definitely different to see an 80-year-old man doing all these things. Now, the only reason I went to see it I was on vacation and really just wanted to go to the movies. I didn't know what to see. Um, The only thing that was out at the time that I hadn't seen was Transformers and Indiana Jones. And I wanted to do something a little later in the day. Indiana Jones had an early showing. So I went on ahead and saw it. Um, The Crystal Skull movie just left such a sour taste in my mouth. So I wasn't rushing out to see this. But figured, you know, what the hell, I had nothing else to do. I was bored and went to the cheap early viewing. And, um, well, Indiana Jones is Indiana Jones. Now, I will say this. It definitely is a much better outing than the Crystal Skull movie. The Crystal Skull movie was terrible. Okay, so it really, that's the real reason I didn't rush out to see this. But is it you know, close to the first three? Absolutely not. But at least if this is the end, which it should be, at least it went out a hell of a lot better than that terrible Crystal Skull movie. So I'm going to give you a brief recap of it. So if you haven't seen it, obviously the spoilers are ahead. Uh, The movie starts out setting up the plot in 1944 as a de-aged Indiana Jones is looking for a staff that pierced Christ. Of course, there's a lot of religion in these movies, but since they found it and it was a fake, he came across the next best thing, which was half of the Archimedes dial. So that is the MacGuffin, I guess you would say, in the movie that they're basically the whole point of the movie is about. Um, and sorry for that little window sound there. <laughs> 
Um, his best friend, or I don't know if his best friend, but his friend Basil Shaw tells him how important the device is, but Indy isn't worried about it as he's trying to fight his way through waves of Nazis. Now, after they survive that ordeal, the movie switches to 1969, where the Get Off My Lawn Indiana is currently residing in New York City, retiring as a professor, and in the process of divorcing Marion as the two struggled with their relationship as their son Mutt, from the previous film, had enlisted in the army in the Vietnam War and died in combat. After leaving his final class, his goddaughter Helena, who is Basil's daughter, meets up with him seeking info on Archimedes' device. While the two research the device, they are being followed by Voller, a Nazi who Jones fought for the device in 1944, and the CIA who were assisting Voller due to his efforts to put men into space. From there, it's a cat and mouse chase between Voller, his team, Helena, and Indiana, while Helena is knowledgeable, unlike Indy, she's in it for the money. And so I did like that perspective about her. After escaping the Nazis and ditching Indy, she tries to sell the device, only to be foiled by the Nazis who steal the device from her and get away. Knowing where to find the Graphicos, I think I'm saying that right, that has instructions on where to find the second piece of the dial, Indy, Helena, and her young associate Teddy all make their way to Greece, and with help from one of Indiana Jones' friends, they are able to find a Graphicos, only to be captured by Voller and his team. They escape and find the second half of the dial, only once again to be have it taken from them by Voller. So this is basically going back and forth. Voller's plan is revealed as he's going to use the device to go back in time and win the war by assassinating Hitler and taking leadership of the war to lead the Nazis to victory. During the struggle, Jones is shot and they take him with them as they attempt the time jump. Indiana warns them that the calculations are off and Voller tries to pull out at the last moment, but it's too late as they're transported back into 212 BD in the middle of the Siege of Syracuse. The plane, which the warriors believe to be a dragon, is shot down by those big dragon arrows that they use in Game of Thrones. <laughs> and it ends up crashing uh, while bleeding out indiana considers living in ancient times spending the rest of his life there but helena knocks him out and drags him to the second plane that teddy had followed with he wakes up back in new york apartment where marion has returned and all is well i guess so that's pretty much the entire movie um a couple side plots here or there but this is what you're working with with this movie so the first thing you'll notice is in my opinion, anyway, it's a more coherent story. So, again, better than the Crystal Skulls. Nowhere close to the first three um, outings. So, let's talk about a couple of things that I did like about this film. Because it wasn't all bad. There was some things that I did like about it. Um, I was surprised to see the DH Indiana to start off. It was nice reliving the Indiana that we grew up with, even if it was for a short time. The CGI was pretty good for young Indy, all things considered, and to see him just kind of in action again as the guy that you knew, I think we actually were able to enjoy that. I mean, yes, he didn't move like the Indiana Jones like we known him to be, but at least we got something of a little history lesson with him. Not a history lesson, but a history with him seeing the guy that we grew up with as opposed to old man Jones. Um... 
the chase scenes in this movie were incredible. I enjoyed them quite a bit. Those fast-paced scenes made the movie great, including the horse chase scene, which ended up in a subway. And I really liked that whole aspect of it. So, you know, 80-year-old Harrison Ford is not going to do too much running. So they had to find ways to kind of keep him moving. And I think that was, you know, a lot of the chase scenes, while we got some, you know, so many of those, basically him on a horse, him in the car and everything like that, because this is the action pack that we can expect from an 80-year-old. He's not going to be running like Tom Cruise at that age. So you got to get him, you know, just the tension, the fun in it. You know, there has to be things like that to kind of keep it going. Because, yeah, 80-year-old Indiana Jones would have been out of breath after about 10 steps. So, you know, they were creative with that. I'll give them that. Um, the scene where Helena's uh, ex-fiance was hilarious. And I enjoyed his reaction while chasing them. That was part of the fun of the whole chase scene through the city is... Helena's ex, basically, fiance, she was just kind of uh, duping him, and he was still kind of in his feelings with her, and then they're basically running from the Nazis, and then he keeps interfering as well, and he's still in love with her. It was funny as hell, one of the funniest scenes in the movie, and I really enjoyed it. It really made the chase scene a lot more better. Um, speaking of Helena, uh, her character was fun and brought a lot that indiana couldn't do in the film like i said she was younger so she can run she can do some things but her fights weren't as meaningful as past indy's fights but she helped out with a lot of the limitations of old man indy you know she basically took the center stage as a lot of the action scenes you know she could actually fight uh she can move around she can run so some of those scenes that normally indiana jones would be doing she kind of took um, charge of those and it was interesting like I said it was a good character I had no problems with her you know normally when they try to insert a new character this late into a franchise it doesn't work out well um, I didn't have a problem with the actress I thought she did what she was there to do she was entertaining she was fun and I liked the dynamic between her and Indiana you know Indiana is like this belongs in a museum type guy whereas Helena she's more of a I'm trying to make money off of this so she was a hustler and I kind of like that aspect of her you know she's still doing archaeology work but she's at least trying to get some money out of that something indiana wasn't ever interested in one last thing i want to talk about that i liked and it's actually something that didn't happen in the movie which made it better and i'm glad they didn't bring mutt back so even steven shia labeouf wasn't right for the role i did not like him in the crystal skulls and i didn't want him to take the mantle like they were trying to hint towards maybe they would have if he wouldn't have gotten into some more trouble i believe afterwards i think this needs to be the end okay and it was a thousand percent better than crystal skull but it's still not up to par of the first three. But if it ends with this one, I would be more satisfied because at least we got to see at the age Indiana Jones one last time. We got to see, you know, a good story. Um, you know, the Nazis are still involved even in 1969. So we got to see everything that we wanted from this Indiana Jones. There is no need to make another one. So if anybody in the studio is listening, let Indiana Jones die. Okay, Harrison Ford did a fantastic job as the character. You know, it is a historic movie. It is definitely a classic. 
Um, but yeah, we need to let it go. I understand there's a lot of us who like the nostalgic things, but yeah, Indiana Jones isn't one of them. Just let this character go. Let it end here on a higher note than the Crystal Skull, and we'll go our separate ways. I mean, he's iconic. Don't drag him down in the mud. And I'm glad that Mr. Even Stevens wasn't in this movie, so because I didn't really care for him anyway. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just let it die. Just let it die. Just like even Stevens in a movie and we'll be cool. All right. So that's pretty much everything that I liked about the film. So I'm gonna talk about a couple of things that either didn't make sense or I didn't like in the film, starting with Indiana Jones is still wanted for questioning for the murder of his peers at the university. So at the beginning of the movie, when they're trying to find Helena and Indiana Jones, the Nazis, they basically killed <laughs> the, uh, the university peers that Indiana Jones was working at because he was at the uh, university initially. And while he was evading them and just kind of uh, running away and everything like that, they didn't want to leave any witnesses. So they killed a lot of his peers and he had touched one of them when he saw her on the ground bleeding and he went to call the police but they stopped him before he could do anything and he left the fingerprint there i mean he is still wanted for that murder but at the end of the movie he just wakes back up in new york and everything's fine him and uh, marion i guess hooked up at the end grabs his hat and that's the end of the movie bruh you are still wanted for murder so they're not going to address this and no don't ring another movie for that please <laughs> I'd rather it leave it like it is, but don't make another movie just to address this. But it just was kind of odd that she, he just woke back up and everything is hunky-dory. You know, oh well, those people died. Indiana Jones has a blood fingerprint. He is still wanted for murder. But hey, he got with Marion at the end. That's the end of the movie. Stupid. Okay, whatever. Um, like I mentioned earlier, you could tell that uh, Harrison Ford is all of 80 years old as his runnings. In the movie, uh, short and sweet. Like they didn't really take too much running. Um, you know, he always ended up in a vehicle, and that was pretty much it. That was the way to avoid showing how old he was. And when I tell you, old man Indiana was just old man Indiana. He literally was the get off my lawn, Indiana Jones. Matter of fact, when they woke up in 1969, he wakes up because I guess a bunch of hippies are having a party playing music loud and he gets a bat and goes knocks on the door telling him to turn it down you know which is just the new york equivalent of get off my lawn because they don't have many lawns there so you know that part of it was just kind of like eh, every time you saw him run you knew it wouldn't last long um he should have died for multiple things indiana jones in this movie should have died for things that i would have died for and i'm half his age <laughs> so yeah, that really wasn't, um, you know, again, this is why this character should not be brought back. I don't want to see Indiana Jones at 85, okay, or 82 or anything like that. The story itself, it was slow at times, but it picked up when it needed. I just don't know if he had the chemistry with Helena. Like, I had no problems with her or the actress, but I just don't know if the chemistry was there. And, you know, they're opposite ends of the spectrum. And I don't know, it's just sometimes the story will slow down. It will pick up eventually. Like, it, the story was self-aware that it knew that it went too long without some action. And then it would just pop up an action scene. But there were times where it was a little slow. Um, another thing that I definitely didn't like was Teddy. This was a useless character created just to save Indiana and Helena when needed. 
you know, he also flew the second plane in the past at the end of the movie. So without him, they would have been stuck in 212 BC. Then there was the whole I can't swim thing with him. So let me set this up. So they are getting sucked in. He, it's already been established that this dude cannot swim. All right. And they are getting sucked into this, I guess, this underground water or whatever. And there's a cage under there. He's being uh, followed by this big uh, uh, Nazi dude, one of the main um, antagonists. And he actually kills the dude. He gets through the gate and he takes the handcuffs and cuffs it on the guy's wrist and attaches it to the gate. So the guy's basically going to drown, which is a terrible death when you think about it. But he does all of this underwater and then swims up to the top and then starts to struggle to swim again, which is ridiculous. There is no way in hell somebody who can't swim could do all of that underwater and then just pop back up and then try the little basic swim move. That was just stupid. This character was dumb. And I understand they needed somebody. The only thing he did was whenever Indiana and Helena were you know, caught or whatever, he will pop up and cause a distraction so they can escape. That's literally the whole point of him. And then he flew that plane, like I said, back into the uh, past because without him, they wouldn't have been there. And the fact that he could fly a plane without ever having flown a plane before was something else that was ridiculous. This character was just dumb. They should have just left him on the side and figured out other ways for Indiana and Helena to escape because he was just a waste of character. It was stupid. Moving on to the third act, which is once again outside the norm for an Indiana Jones movie, the Crystal Skull did the same thing with this just unbelievable stupid ending. And while this movie is much better than that one, it still had some flaws, just not as glaring. So they go back in time, they see the big battle and things like that. And with Indiana Jones movie, there was always a, a portion of it that was kind of just unbelievable, or unrealistic or magical or something like that. But, you know, going back in time. It was much better than the Crystal Skull with the whole alien thing, which was just stupid. But at least this, you know, it had a, a point in time that's more realistic. And you got to see the little battles, you know, the same little Game of Thrones type battles, even though, you know, you can go by historical accuracy and make your claims there. But it was just one of those outside the norm of Indiana Jones movies. Like the first three movies, their third acts were a lot different yes they dealt with magical artifacts and things like that but i don't know it's just it seemed a little more controlled in those three movies whereas in this one you know it's always a big scene at the end or the crystal skull it's a big scene at the end so you know for example the last crusade of indiana jones you know they were doing the the cup the Jesus drunk out of, and they used the cup to heal uh, Indiana Jones' father, you know, with the bullet wound and stuff like that. And, you know, that was really it. You know, it wasn't a big thing. They didn't have to have this big spectacle at the end. It just worked. Uh, Temple of Doom, yeah, they had the little bridge scene, but again, it wasn't nothing big spectacle type thing with magic and going back in time and stuff like that. Um, you could say the first Indiana Jones had that when they opened up the Ark and it killed everybody, but it wasn't, I don't know, it was more controlled because basically it was, it happened and it was over with, whereas the Crystal Skull and this one tend to, 
you know, really emphasize that they wanted to really use those CGI graphics for this type of stuff. So it was dumb. Okay. I mean, like I said, it's better than the Crystal Skull. I can live with this one, but yeah, it's still, this is part of the reason why it lost its luster for me anyway. Uh, the black CIA girl, <laughs> uh, she was killed living in the past trope of killing black characters only. I just thought it was funny. I just wanted to bring that up. You know, she was part of the first half of the movie. She was trying to keep the Nazis in control and she ends up getting killed by them, which, I mean, you saw it coming. I'm like, did they just hire this black woman just so she can get killed? I mean, she did call them crackers. <laughs> And, you know, it is 69, so there's a lot going on with that whole trope and things like that. But I was like, okay, as soon as I saw her, I figured she'd be dead soon. And, you know, I wasn't disappointed she died. So, overall, this movie was, eh, but it made up for the sins of the previous movie. I went into it expecting it to really suck, and it was mildly entertaining at times. But, again, this needs to be the end of this. If you don't get anything else out of this review... It just needs to be the end of this. No more Indiana Jones movies. Let it go. I'm glad it went out better than the last film, but let's leave it alone. Harrison Ford, you know, as Han Solo and Indiana Jones, you have done your due diligence. You can now retire these characters and know that you will be a part of cinema history for the rest of our days. So we appreciate you, Harrison, but let this go. Please don't let them talk you into making another one of these. So that's my review. Um, did you like this movie? Did you actually rush out to the show to see it? As always, let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And if you want to check out any of my creative work, you can hit me up at www.enigmakid.com. That's www.enigmakid.com. It's your boy Enigma signing off. Deuces. Thank you.